Alright everybody, welcome back to the real episode of this week's Buttbuster Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything hockey. My name's Kyle, surrounded by my three co-hosts. How's it going? Hi. <laughs> Doing this again. Hope you guys enjoyed that Apple's episode. Uh, we just got done recording that. Of course, we had a lot of fun doing that. We did. Oh, yeah. There's definitely one point you might have been able to hear my ass hit the floor because Ethan made, said something that made me laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> I said, As I normally do. Typically, yeah. I said, But this one was good. Because we didn't... And keep in mind, we did not... This was just... We didn't write anything down. This was all literally at the top of our heads. Um, the fact of Ethan, a couple of Ethan's choices that he chose right out the top of his head. Spoiler, Tammy from Thousand Pound Sisters. That one got me good. Yeah. <laughs> That one was a good. Shout out again. Said this in the that episode to my buddy Jared for giving us this idea. Appreciate you, man. Uh, hope you listen to it. And hope you enjoy it. Hope you like what we put the spin on it. So it's definitely a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, how are you guys doing this week, boys? Pretty good. good. This I week said, sucked ass. Yeah. I said I'm glad to actually be here in the studio. I am. Yeah. I've been having a lot of fun, man. Like this is yeah. shit. We're we're taking off, man. We you know just did that uh, again before we get into it. No, huge, huge shout-out to Falling Whale Games, especially Spencer from Falling Whale Games. Really appreciate you guys giving us the opportunity to, one, play your game on, on air. You know, let us let us play your game. Let us show your game to the world. And uh, we know we had a lot of fun playing it, so. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I said, when we first pl- played off-air, just briefly, like, it, we had to get used to it. But, like, once we kind of played it for real this time... We had a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure, definitely a lot of fun. Ethan did not have a lot of fun at the end. Yeah. But that video will be up right around the same time this episode comes around. Busy night for us. We recorded that. We recorded the April Fool's episode, and now we're recording the main episode of the week. So, busy night for us here in the studio. Yeah, absolutely. What were you going to say, Bubba? I was going to say, keep an eye out for the baseball game. They are—they have started crowdfunding for a game similar to Watch Hockey Get Drunk, but it's a baseball edition. Watch baseball. If, you, if you're not a fan of hockey, if you, if you listen to us just to listen to us and you're not that big of a fan of hockey, again, like I said, watch baseball get drunk. Should be out pretty soon. There, like we, Bubba just said, they are crowdfunding for it. I will have the link in the description of the YouTube video. We will post it along with... When this, when we shared that this went live on Facebook, um, I'll see if I can try to find a way to get the link into the description of this episode, or at least into our, like our information or our, our bio on here on Spotify. If not, it'll probably be on our Facebook, and my I can try to even throw it into our Twitter bio. But uh, yeah, thank you guys again so much for following Well Games, Spencer. We appreciate you, man. Hope you guys, hope you appreciate us doing that for you. Absolutely. We definitely know we appreciate you giving us this opportunity. Yeah, so. thank Absolutely. you very much. And not only the opportunity, but just the never-ending support, yeah. which has been pretty like, amazing. So. Like, so Spencer and I have been talking the last couple weeks now, and they when I felt when I bought the game, I emailed them, and he texted me in 48 hours after I emailed him. He goes, "Dude, we'd love it if you." play our game, and ever since then, we've been hitting home yeah, runs. So. Boba's kind of been the whole mastermind behind this. He's been doing all the talking and, and emailing and messaging back and forth with him. So yeah, big big shout out for Bobo, and thank you for Bobo on that one for, for making this a thing. Because when we had first bought this game, or we knew it was on, like, not on back order, but like we had to wait for it to be done. It was we like, pretty much pre-ordered it yeah, during it the crowdfunding. Crowdfund, yeah. So we got a copy, yeah. we have two copies of it now, just in case I'm, you know something happens or we want to play with more people and need more cards. Yeah. I think I was backer number like 120, 125, and the cool thing is if you guys pre-order or crowdfund, you get you'll get a little shot glass with your game. 
up in my shot glass collection, I have a little thing that says original backer for watch hockey get drunk. And you get all so, so if you do that for watch baseball get drunk, you might have a chance to do the same thing there. Yeah. So, yeah. Go, go and get this game, guys. That's a lot of fun. If you like oh, yeah. drinking, you like hockey, you're going to have a lot of fun yeah, with this game. You like sports in general. Because now they're talking about doing an American football. They're talking about soccer. They're talking all these big sports. They're yeah. talking about crowdfunding. They literally have polls once a month saying, we did this game and we did this game. What game should we do next? Go check them out on Facebook, Instagram, anywhere on yeah. social yeah. media. Tom the Buckbuster sent you. Yeah. Big, big thank you once again to Falling Whale Games, Spencer from Falling Whale Games. Yep. yep. But with that being said, Jeffy, I think it's time we jump into some OHL news. Oh, yeah. Um, start off back on one big news that we did miss in last week's episode. Um, on the 25th, London Knights head coach Dale Hunter gets his 900th career win, and he's now currently third all-time in the OHL as head coach to reach 900. Un- Join Brett Bert Templin at 907, which he's only a couple away from him, so he'll break that easily beginning of next season. Um, that's including playoffs. Um, Brian Kurt Kilrill, who has currently 1,194 career wins, and this was all against the Windsor Spitfire. So congrats to Dale Hunter. As much as we... As much as we <laughs> despise him, like he is a really solid head coach. As long, yeah, yeah. I mean, his. Brother, I mean, we like, might not have a lot of respect for the way he coaches his team, the way the games are played. He's a hell of a coach. Yeah, like both him and his brother, like how well they, like organ, just build this London Knights organization. Like, like he's a reason why he is now. Yeah. One of the all-time best in the OHL. Well, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what they say: there's always a method to the madness, and his yep. method is working. Yes, that's why they're always making yeah. the playoffs. Why they're, why they have three OHL championship, two Memorial Cups under their belts. Like, they're a reason why that they're always contenders every single year. Yep. Um. As of. Then on the 27th, um, which we kind of talked about this briefly with the OAs, where the Erie Otters, um, this kind of solves one of that problem. But congrats to him. Artem Kulikov of the Erie Otters signed with the Worcester Whalers of the ECHL and scored his very first career ECHL goal. First game. So Love to see it. Our Tom Kulikov. And it's, as well as um, another one that we just lost, um, Cam Morton. Like he currently has had signed a tryout with the main Marners of the ECHL. And as of right now, if he makes the team, like based off of what we had heard from the Otters fan page, um, that were me and Kyle. All of us are a part of here. He could potentially, as of Mar- April second, he could play. April second, he could play against Arm Kulikov. Well, like, that'd be interesting to see. That's I'm be- telling you, I think those guys just for shits and giggles should just drop them right at center <laughs> ice and just see who comes out on top. I'm sure there will at some point. There's <laughs> definitely going to be some sort of some some moment hug or some. Oh, yeah. going to be some embrace pregame and probably postgame as well. So that's what gets me cool to see. I think I'm just so happy from the fact that 
they already just got signed by ECHL teams and the fact that they're still continuing their professional hockey league. Like, obviously, it may take them just slightly longer to get to the NHL eventually, but they can eventually finally make it out there. Yeah. And I know a lot of people were saying in, in that fan page, like, Kulikov's going to get gonna get a charge. Kulikov's going to get signed by somebody. And he ended up, that literally happened like two days later. Yeah. What, two days after the season ended? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking that if Kulikov never got signed or didn't end up getting signed. He would probably play in college and then he would He'd either play in college or he'd go back to Russia. And yeah. play in Russia. And yeah. play in the K- KHL. But uh, I'm glad to see that he's going to further himself stateside. Yeah. And because um, potentially, like, if we eventually go watch ECHL teams like games somewhere, like, that's sure be cool to go. Oh, yeah. We could potentially see one of these two guys play if they're not our closest one. We'd see is either Wheeling or Toledo would be the two yeah. closest to us. Okay. Walleyes. But shout out to both congratulations to Cam Morton and Artem Kulikov. Oh, yeah. Um, the, um, as of rewards, like, the, there's a couple awards for the OHA that have been announced. Or there will be more, kind of like how the NHL awards are mm-hmm. at the end of the year. There's There will be more coming out, and probably I'm assuming after the playoffs are over. Probably. Um, but at least as of right now, there's a couple that have been announced. Um for the Hamilton Spectacular Trophy, the award to the regular season champions, the Ottawa 67s. Um, they're the winners of this trophy on with their 51 wins, which is now a franchise new record for the, the 67s with 51. 12 losses, 3 overtime losses, 2 shootout losses with a total of 107 points. And, Damn. And in the regular season. Yeah, Ottawa is freaking insane this year. year. Yeah, they are. Um, The Eddie Bowers Memorial Trophy, which is the top score of the entire OHL. Um, This goes to New York Islanders prospect Matthew Maggio. 54 goals, 57 assists, 111 points, and in the regular season. He's kid is freaking. He's the. Oh, I'm telling you, he's the OHL's Bedard. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be honest, I wrote. I was just. I was telling Kyle because I was torn who I would want to get. I, I can't wait to see him in the show. I. I can I, definitely see him playing for the Islanders, maybe even next season. I can't wait. Oh, hundred percent. Looking forward to seeing him play in the um, show. Imagine if him and Bedard end up getting on the same team. I don't it would be so. unlikely. No. I know I don't, I don't, the Islanders aren't going to finish low enough to get the first pick. I know it's unlikely, but just imagine if there's a big the trade. The Islanders were to like if, trade up for that that's, first if pick. There's, that's what I'm saying. If there's a big trade, if something goes south and they need to pick up this new, you know, you have two. Fucking, I think Bobo kind of does have a point. Imagine if there was like some sort of trade up where the Islanders got the first overall pick. <laughs> yeah. And they picked and they sniped Bedard, so you had both Bedard and Maggio. You know how insane <laughs> that would be? Just I feel like that two that one two players two. who who finished first in their respective leagues in the same yeah. year, like I um that's what you talk about firepower. I was talking to Kyle, like I was trying I was torn to like which team I should get for my next OHL jersey other than my to get my first non-Otters one. I was like, I've been leaning towards Windsor. I was like, I kind of want to get a Maggio jersey and just... After this year, yeah. Yeah. 
I oh, still, yeah. I still well, want. Even last year watching him play, I kind of wanted one. I was like, but like this year, I'm like that kind of. I figured out who my next OHL jersey is going to be. Who you got? Uh, Amadeus Lombardi. Okay. Ooh. Do you play? Play Neil? Oh, that's right. Yeah. With, uh, uh, Flint. 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 Yeah. And yeah. Detroit prospect. I don't collect a lot of OHL and that, jerseys. And that kid is a stud. He oh, is. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if I were to get a Windsor, I think I'd go with somebody probably like Taylor Hall. Yeah. But Was he with Windsor? Yeah. Yep. He played for Windsor. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't collect a lot of OHL or NHL, but I'm not sure. I'd have to cross that bridge. I would like to there. hunt down eventually at some point a, uh, a Mark Shifley, Barry Colts yeah. jersey. I think that'd be a cool one. Um, another trophy that um, Matthew Maggio had won, which is the Jim Mahan Memorial Trophy, which is the top scoring right winger, and I, which was kind of interesting. This is the first time... Th- the Windsor Spitfire have won this trophy. Wow. Really? really? Yeah. Which was kind of interesting. I'd say because Windsor's kind of been on top for the last few seasons, haven't they? They've been. Mm-hmm. They're no, they normally are. At least they, they at least they were third in the West last year. I'll yeah. say they, they've, the last three I or four know. years. They were, were, they were third. Well, if I, okay. So I think it went Flint, London, Windsor in the West. I was going to say, if yeah. I recall correctly. Flint led? Yeah. I'm almost positive they were first last year. I remember. Yeah. Well, well they were. They were second because London was one. Kitchener was eighth last year. Yeah. In the okay, I was about to say, wait, 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 wait. You that. mean to tell me the fucking Firebirds led the conference well, last year? I was going to say, if I remember, <laughs> if I recall correctly, they've been top three, maybe even top four the last, what, three years? Four years? Last. They okay, yeah, Jeffy was right. L- Windsor was first. Yeah. London was second. Flint was third. Yeah. Flint's definitely making. So I was an right on, on Flint's being first. Flint's definitely making an name for themselves. Now they just got to put the piece of the puzzle together. Together. Yeah. And then for the Dave Bigme Trophy, which is the lowest scoring team goals against, this goes to the Ottawa 67s um, with Max Tadasso and Colin McKenzie. Um, Max's um, stats from this seat, um, regular season was his goals against was 2.72. His um, when lost, um, category was 30 and 12, and his save percentage was 0.896. For the O, that's a really impressive. I was saying that's pretty impressive for the OHL. Yeah, and then for Colin, I, you know, I wish I, if there's an award for most goals given up, that's got to go to Niagara. Yeah, <laughs> that has to go to Niagara. Um, it's just a burning pile of garbage what, in their four, party. four times where they gave up double digits this year. Like and like another like another eight or nine where they gave up nine goals. <laughs> I think Jeffy's right. I think it was more. I think it was like five or six. Way so quite more. a bit. Yeah. They've been. They've get dog every, shit. Every at least twice a week they. No. Were, it was almost double digits. Do you? Dumb question, but potentially dumb answer. Fuck you. That's my line. <laughs> um, do you see them potentially going for some sort of rebuild? Niagara? At this point, yeah. They've gone through two coaches. No, they've gone. Based on the panel, Famous's interview with the on their Otters' podcast, he's gone th- in the last year now. He's gone through eight coaches. Holy oh, shit! Played for Niagara last year, then went through what two coaching changes in year or coaching change in year this year. So, yeah, he's gone through eight in a year. In a year and a half. My God! Holy fuck! <laughs> so. Are, are they counting from BJ to Vincent West yeah, to they're count, Stan? They're counting yeah. that as three? Yeah. Okay. Well, so 
who do you potentially think, if they were to pick one of those eight, who would you potentially see them picking? One. What do you mean? Like... But he went through... No, he went... Panofamous went through okay. eight coaches I in a year the, and a half. I misheard the question. I'm yeah. sorry. I misheard the question. Um, uh, yeah, I'm... Continue. <laughs> I didn't realize the OHL had a coach draft. <laughs> but yes. First overall, we take BJ Adams. Yeah, fucking right. Yeah, as of right now, we'll we'll get into the draft lottery here in a couple minutes. But they do get they did get second overall, which we'll explain talk more about that in a couple minutes. Um, but as for Colin McKenzie for the six cents, his regular season stats were. Um, his goals against was 1.88. His win-loss record was 21 and 5, and then his save percentage was 0.928. Yeah. Wow. I say they they were really good this year. Ottawa was. Then as for the FW Dinny Moore Trophy, which is the best rookie goals against, that goes to London Knights um, rookie Zach Bowen. His um, goals against was was 3.10 win his record was 17 and 4 and his save percentage was 0. .809 wow and then that's as of right now all of the trophies have been announced currently for the OHL um this one I'm very excited for um the Saginaw Spirit will officially host the 2024 Memorial Cup the first time an American team has hosted the Memorial Cup since 1998. Yeah, baby. Yeah. That's ex. I want to. Who hosted it in 98? I didn't quite honestly no. check, but um, I'm also I'm very excited for that. Well, it sounds like I, the Bucksbusters should take a road I trip. Kinda I kind of want to make a road I want to take a road trip, regardless if the Otters make it or not. It's, I, I don't just, think they will. I'd, hell, I'd go fucking cheer on Saginaw. I would go cheer. I'm just go cheer on Saginaw. Saginaw. American team. Watch us get gypped in person in a different state. A hundred percent. And you know what? That'd give us a good way to buy Saginaw jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Dude, Bobo, did you shit? <laughs> that might be the remnants from my ass shrapnel. I don't know. Um, I think this one, I think we're all very, very excited about. Absolutely. I'd um, be down. I, honestly, I'd be down to take a road trip. Oh, I, I want to. Oh, yeah. But I, I got think, family and friends in Michigan, so oh yeah. not too far from Saginaw. Yeah, spend a weekend up there cheering on Saginaw in the Memorial Cup and potentially win it, so that would yeah. be kind of cool. Even if they, regardless of how far they go now, in the playoffs. I would say, how does the Memorial Cup work? Is it just, how it works is... It's, uh, the, it's the champion from each of the um, OHL, the, the WHL, WHL, and the QMJ. And the QMJ, and then the host city, so four teams. Yeah, and then they will do a round robin, and then of course, who has the best record will face each other in the finals. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. At first, for a while there, I kind of was against the fact the hosts. That's got me wondering who's winning the WHL. Uh, I can we can check when we're on break or something, and might as well bring it up as a topic we can talk about later. But I think this one, I think we're all very excited about. And oh, just absolutely. Otters Nation in general. They will officially be get the number one draft pick in the OHL draft this upcoming. Yeah, baby. That will be um, 
That will be the first round will be April 21st. So right at the end of April. This is the first time the Otters, this will be the third time in their franchise to get the number one overall draft pick. The first time was 2007 with Ryan O'Reilly. And, wow. and then 2012 with Connor McDavid. This is, is very, I'm, I'm so excited. I remember. I'm kind of curious. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of curious to see who we end up getting. At right now, the top person we're lo- that's projected right now first overall is um Ryan Ronick. Um, Ryan Rubrick, yeah. Okay. Rubrick. Younger brother of Ethan Rubrick, who currently plays for. And then he, I has, a, he has a brother in the OHL right now. I can't remember exactly where he plays. And I know his older brother Jake is. I'm pretty sure it's Jake that his older one. How do you spell his last Jacob Rubrick. Okay, it might be Jake Rubrick. Is it that's. Rubrick? R U B. It's R O O B R O E C K. And uh, this this kid's name is Ethan Ruberick. The one we're Ryan. looking at is Ryan. Ryan Ruberick. I can't remember what his brother's name, but I know he has a brother in the OHL right now. I say currently he his bro, um Ryan plays in the um the OJ for the London Junior Knights. Yeah, correct. Um. Yeah, this one. I'm just in general excited yeah. fact that we got the. First overall pick. Um, I can I really. I think right now the one that everyone's looking forward to potentially whoever we pick, play with Malcolm Spence. Like, oh, yeah. who's our yeah. second last year's second overall? As I, so I know, because I was reading some information. I know Ryan Rubrick didn't do too well in like the OHL Junior Cup. Like he only got like two points in five games or something like that. So yeah. he, he didn't do too well. So I don't know how much Erie is still interested in him. There's a couple. I mean, I've been just after the the draft. I've kind of been looking at a couple different guys. There's plenty of them. I still not sure who the for them to pick. We can kind of speculate that once we get closer to the draft. But um, Ryan's brother is Dylan Rubrick, currently playing for the Oshawa Generals. Okay, I knew one of them played for the Generals. Played played for Niagara last year. Got traded over to Oshawa. Cause I pr- and I'm assuming his older brother Jake, because I know Jake played for the Ice Dogs. And I know they didn't treat him good over there. I want to say it's Jake. Um, I'm not finding Jacob Rubrick anywhere. Cause I heard there was three of them. He only has one brother listed on. Okay. His elite prospects page. Okay. But yeah, it'll be kind of cool seeing. If he ends up getting drafted, which most likely he will, yeah. At, regardless if Erie picks him up or um, if he if he drops a little bit, he's gonna get selected. But. Yeah, he yeah. is. But that's exciting. Um, yeah. But like the top, obviously, right now the top four um, will be Erie at number one, Niagara at number two. Um, we have right here on the. Is Kingston at three? Um, Sue is third and Kingston is fourth. Okay. And honestly, so, Niagara will have a couple extra picks do some of their trades that they made this season. So do you guys have any big name OHL names that come to your mind that could fill those spots in places like Right Kingston? now I'm still looking. Like I, I kind of want to look at some of the, these 16 players that are yeah. coming in that were t- will be drafted. Um, so I don't necessarily have a idea who I'd really want. Okay. Right now, Rodick is the um, well, yeah. is the number one right now. Well, but. and I was more thinking for the other teams of if 
you were who are the four? I know I, Kingston is four. Erie is one. Who were two and three? Niagara was second, and Sue was third. So Niagara and Sue. Okay. If you were what in whether Niagara or Sue, could you say, oh, if Erie takes Ronick, we're gonna jump on number two or the number three? You know, or okay, we need. So I, I don't follow too much of like the minors and like junior, junior A's. Neither do yeah, neither neither like I. those 15, 16 year olds. Neither do I. I just only know about this kid because a lot of people have been talking about him. So. Yeah. I kind of looked at like some of his highlights, like he has, but yeah, like this was kind of the same thing with last year. Like Michael Misa obviously went number one. He was like the number one. Like, uh, and at the time, Michael Spence was potent was. Projected to be one, but they it, ended up it, it was pretty much guaranteed like those guys were gonna go one and two. It just didn't depend on where who yeah. can take who. Yeah. But no. yeah, it's a very exciting. I'm kind of excited for what's what's to come. Yeah. Obviously, we'll we can talk more about it when it yeah. when the draft gets closer. Yeah, absolutely. But, mm. And then as for the playoffs, uh, OHL playoff, we did kind of um, we did kind of. Mm. There were four matchups until we kind of did get screwed up a little bit, but that was kind of we kind of knew plans could change. Um, we'll kind of go in order right now. In the East, currently Oshawa over the Gen- the Ottawa 67s playing currently the Oshawa Generals. Current Ottawa is up. 1-0 in the series. One game, one like seven nothing. Yeah, so this is going to be a pretty easy series. Um, there were a lot of blowouts. Yeah. Like Barry, like in their matchup on Friday, it was like ten to two. In the playoffs, Barry beat Hamilton ten to two. My um, God. In the playoffs. <laughs> um, North Bay is playing Mississauga. They are currently up one zero in the series. Barry and Hamilton. They are currently up. Ham Barry's up two to zero. Peterborough's taking on Sudbury. They are. Peterborough is up currently two to zero. Surprisingly, Kitchener is upsetting when the Windsor Spitfire currently, which is the one matchup we did screw up a little bit. Um, they win, but Kitchener is currently up two zero in the series, which that it's shocking, shocking. Yeah, especially with their shut four zero shutout. Especially with the, being on home ice, being Windsor twice on home ice, like yeah. So, do you think? Windsor could potentially take a fall. It's, I mean, Do we'll you, see it happen well, already in the first two games. I, well, what I'm, what I'm getting at is they're 0-2 right now. Either Windsor has to bounce back away and force a seven-game series, and when there's two and when the, and when a, or I'm sorry, make it a six-game, worst case seven. Or if, who's Windsor playing? Kitchener. If Kitchener wins at home, which... I'm assuming they'll win one of them. If win or if Kitchener goes three and zero, do you say okay? We have to win these next three and force game seven, or do you just take the loss at that point? If you're down three games to nil, away, you gotta win that yes, game. Yes, but they're gonna purposely lose. Games you got over. what I'm saying is you gotta win. You gotta win game four to survive to make it home. Will you win at home? I think that. If Kitchener takes either one of three and four, I think they're going to win the series. Like I don't think the Windsor have at. to win three it's, of the last four. That's going to be or three of the last it, three. Or it's going to be tough. I'm going to. I'll be amazed if they can upset 
Windsor. In fact, they've upset two teams in, two years in a row, London last year and seven. Well, this yeah. Year, this year, potential, if they can beat Windsor. Well, they, and, with, and with them already being up two games to nil, that's how you got to look at it. Like, okay, bounce off what Kyle said. If they win one of those two games at home or away, then okay, it's a 3-1 series back in Windsor. Windsor's got to fight like a dog oh, yeah. to build back that. And Kingston or Contagious take it any game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for the second matchup in the West, um, the London Knights are taking Owen Sound. Currently, London is up 1-0. Kind of not surprised on that one with Owen Sound. No. I think now that the matchups have changed since our last series, that ones we had projected last week, I think this is going to probably be a clean sweep. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, um, for the third matchup, it's Sar- the Sarnia Sting take on the Guelph Storm. Sarnia is currently up 1-0 in the series. And then the battle of the Michigan teams, Saginaw and the Flint Firebirds. And Saginaw is currently leading the series 2-0. to Wow. Yep. And then that's currently all we have for the OHL this week. Okay. All right. Bouncing up to the NHL. Uh, David Pasternak scored his 600th point, uh, 600 career point on his 50th goal of the season versus the Carolina Hurricanes on March 26th. He becomes the first Bruin to score 50 goals in his season since Cam Neely did it in the 1993-1994 season. Wow. So big, big, big. Place for Pasternak there. Yeah, the way pasta. Um, Michael Kessering of the Arizona Coyotes got his first NHL point off of a Christian Fisher goal on March 26th. Lucas Rosick of the Buffalo Sabres scored his first scored on his first shift in the NHL against the Montreal Canadiens on March 27th. Matt Boldy recorded his second hat trick of the month Mike. this time versus Seattle on March 27th. He's been one that I've been watching. He's quite a bit. He's yeah. pretty. He's pretty good. That Caprizov and him as a one-two punch is going to be killer in a couple years. Here. Oh God, yeah. If they're able to afford to keep both of them, that's going to well, be deadly. Do you have minute? Can you see them possibly becoming a playoff contending team? If not, oh, yeah. if oh, not, a, if not a cup contending team. I know playoffs. Well, in a couple years, if they're able to keep both Boldy and Caprizov, I was going to say. I know playoffs are a little rough. Especially in the NHL when you get all these big dogs going head-to-head. Yep. But if you take a team like Minnesota and you say, okay, we're going to put you against the big dogs, you know, and you got to fight like an mf who's coming on top. Right. Like right now, they're obviously playoff standard. Like here in the next few years, like if Boldy and Kaprizov go off, they could be. Yeah, I've been, I've been really – I don't like, – Matt Bloody, I'd say he's been one of the more slept on players yeah. both, oh, this, both this year and last year. Yeah. He's been very slept on. He is a hell of a player. Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying He's only twenty him. he's young. He's like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. Really? He's young, yeah. I knew he was really young. I don't know how old exactly he was. But uh well um, we well we confirm that. Moving on. Evander Kane scored his three hundredth career goal. Dude, Matt Boldy is twenty one. He's only twenty one. Wow. wow. Damn. My God. I knew he was young. I didn't think he was that young. He was drafted 12th overall by the Wild in the first round of the 2019 entry draft. Wow. Yeah, like I said, uh, moving on. Andrew Kane got his 300th career goal against the Vegas Golden Knights on March 28th. 
Wyatt Kaiser of the Chicago Blackhawks got his first NHL point off of a Tyler Johnson goal against Dallas on March 28th. Tristan Jari started his 200th career game against the Nashville Predators, which ended up being a 2-0 shutout on March 30th. Swiss cheese Jari. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sean Farrell of the Montreal Canadiens got his first NHL career goal against the Florida Panthers on March 30th. Henry Thrun of the San Jose Sharks got his first NHL point off of a Fabian Zutterlin goal against the Vegas Golden Knights on March 30th. Um, Connor McDavid got his 61st goal of the season, that being his 300th goal of his career against the LA Kings on March 30th. And uh, with an assist on, I believe this was more than Thursday night, Connor McDavid became the first player since 1996 to reach 140 points. My God. Dude, it's just insane. He's called McJesus for a reason. <laughs> and as of tonight, Aiden McDonough of the Vancouver Canucks got his first NHL career goal against the Calgary Flames. Or that was last night, the 31st, I apologize. Uh, Erie Otters alumni, Darren Radish of the Tampa Bay Lightning, collected his first career point off of a Mikhail Sergachev goal on April 1st. Alex Kalorn skated in his 800th game as of April 1st. And this one's a little bit early, but as of tomorrow... Christopher Letang of the Pittsburgh Penguins will skate in his 1,000th career game. So, Chris Letang, man, no thank way, you for 1,000 games. Let's go. Let's go, Tang. So, Let's go, Tang. celebrating tomorrow in Pittsburgh. Kalorn really surprised me. I didn't realize he's been playing for that he's long. He's been playing since, like, 2012, yeah. It surprised uh, me. Really? Yeah. Surprised the hell out of me, too. Um, I guess I could bounce to what I said. Big news out of Team Canada. Both oh, yeah, the yeah. Bam. So, this is from HabsFanatic.com that uh, Team Canada has banned players such as Maxime Comtois, Kale McCart, and Carter Hart are suspended from the national team until further notice. Yeah, and I, I did a little bit of more dig- digging on at least McCarr's uh reasoning or like why he got banned and apparently it's because of a potential sexual assault uh for all three of them being involved in i think it was the same case oh really same case yeah wow they're they're, i don't know if they're like i think they're like just currently suspects i think or i believe like they're They're not i think regardless the situation ain't good no it's not like it's gonna put either one of those guys or all of them in some very serious shit yeah yeah and here's now let me ask you guys this. How do you guys see this potentially affecting their NHL careers, <coughs> if at all? Well, yeah. it's definitely going to involve a very hefty suspension, very hefty yeah. fine for anybody. Um, somebody like Maxime Comtois, I'm not too familiar with him, but I know I don't think he's spent much time in the NHL yet, and maybe not even any as of yet. If it has, it's been very little, and he hasn't quite made a name of himself yet. But for the other two, being Carter Hart and obviously Debatably the best defenseman in the league right now, Kale McCarr. Yeah, yeah. That's it's gonna do some. That's gonna affect well, some pretty badly. It also depends what the NHL decides to do about it. <laughs> they could say, "Yeah, you're not allowed to skate for X amount of games, and you have to pay a hefty fine." Or they could be like, "Okay, either give up X amount of this." and not skate for X amount of time, or vice versa. Right. Or here's even a dumber thing. Since those, since both Carter Hart and Kale McCarr are pretty young, 
Yeah. They could be like, you know what? Bye. You guys are going to go play down in the minors, and your pay will be docked. Yeah. Yeah. So they could still continue to play. Carter Hart only being 24 right now. 23. Kel McCarr the same age. I think 23, 24. Uh, I thought they were younger. Th- yeah, because I think I'm uh, pretty McCarr close. Kyle might be a little bit younger. Because McCarro came the youngest defenseman in the world. Carter Hart is 24. So, so it's Kyle McCarro. The Conn's okay. And Comtois, I think, might be a little bit younger. What's it? If not Maxime Comtois? I'm not too familiar with him. I know he hasn't spent a whole lot of time in the league yet. I, th- I want to say he's with Anaheim? Yes, correct. Okay. Maxime Comtois is uh, 24 as well. 24 as well. Yeah. Okay, they're all 24. So, I know, like, Going off what Kyle said, Comtois hasn't really been a big name. Now, be that being said, this might affect his entire future. It could, yeah. It could potentially. With him not being as big as a name as the other two, they could say, "Oh, um, you know." Oh, I guess he's he seen more time than I thought. He's he has played two hundred and six games, collecting eighty six points, eighty four points in those two hundred and six games. I was say I've heard him. This is this is his first. Full season. Last year, he only played 52 games. The shortened COVID year, I guess he played a full season. He played 55. Okay. Um, but in the years prior, in 2018-19, he only played 10 games. 2019-20, 2019-2020, he only played 29. Wow. So this is like his second or first full like 82 game season. Okay. Um, I would say I've heard his name some yeah. from the league. I just he just he hasn't put up as many. Numbers are he's just kind of not really in the spotlight as some of these bigger guys, you know, yeah, you know, like Carter Hart, yeah, Kel McCarr, or you know, even over in Anaheim, say, you know, Trevor Zegers kind of taking the spotlight away right now. I'm telling but you, they're gonna build that franchise around him, yeah. Zegers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they'd be dumb if they did. Oh, yeah, or they're gonna trade him away and get a good hunk of change back. A really good hunk of change if they don't. They, if they don't at least. That's like, get hey, I don't want you, don't want you to waste though. your career here. No, here's the thing. If they trade Zegers away, they better at least get one player back. Oh yeah, a player. Le- at least definitely a couple picks. Because if they let him go for like two picks in future considerations, then that was a waste. So of you g- give it like three or four years. This could be. I think this could end up being as big of a trade as the Kachuk trade this past yeah. offseason. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, percent. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Because ever that. since really Ryan Scott Getzlaff retired last season. Um, I keep forgetting Getzlaff retired. Yeah. It, keep, it Z- keeps fucking with my head. Pretty much Zegers became the face of that franchise, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Ever since he retired. Like, obviously he had spotlight on him last season, but this year he's now probably has the most spotlight in Anaheim since now they're most like going to potentially have the franchise be based around him. Yeah. Yeah, I could Who's, see it. Zegers is only what twenty two, mm, something. He's, like I think that. he's younger than everybody in the studio right now. Mm. Hang on he, one second. I just—he's a young boy. Holy fuck! I looked up one of his teammates and one of our former boys, Jamie Drysdale. Oh yeah. I was just looking up the stats. I've never looked up. I've never actually looked at his stats and see Drysdale. Yeah, his. He's career. doing pretty solid. For what he I'll tell you what, he is a generous motherfucker when it comes to passing the puck. So, over his career right now, he has actually zero points this season. Oh, really? Only eight games played. Okay. He probably was in the eight injury, and plus, 
he probably was in the AHL for a while. They're probably so I think their team is, I want to say, is it, are they the San Diego Goals? San Diego Goals. Okay. Yeah. That's so actually where goal was For his at. career. So for his career, he has 113 games, 7 goals, 33 assists. Wow. Yeah. For 40 points. Unlike Karel Marchenko of the Blue Jackets this year, I think he has like 20 goals and like 4 assists or something like Hold that. On. Trevor Zegers is 22. That's 22, yeah. Yeah, the San Diego Gulls, now that I think about it, is where one of Paul's friends works. Aaron Cooney. Yeah. yeah. And that's where uh, my... For, former voice of the Erie Otters, Aaron yep. Cooney. Yeah. Former voice of the Erie Otters. So, right now, Kirill Marchenko's stats, 51 games played, 20 goals, 3 assists. Yeah. <laughs> 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 close. I saw a meme where somebody captioned, like, God damn it, Kirill, pass the puck! <laughs> So I think at that point he had like 15 goals and zero assists. Wow! And like yeah, like pass the puck. Because I remember yeah. you and I were, we're talking, at the game when we, when we I were saw talking it, yeah. about that, and you're like, "There's no way that's fucking real." And you went on to the end, so I looked up Karel Marchenko, like, and yeah, you're like, "Yep, okay, he's just a greedy bastard." <laughs> and then about halfway through the season, he was like, "Fine, I guess I'll play nice." <laughs> what? All right. Um. Couple of things I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, we obviously were just was the last week or two episodes ago. Um, we were talking about comparing Connor McDavid and Connor Bedard recently with their junior stats. I kind of was looking at their stats individually in their junior league. Um, Connor McDavid's like his entire three years in the OHL with the Otters, he has a total of 285 points. Holy shit! Like 97 goals and. 188 assists. Wow. And then Connor Bedard, like, just in his last two years in the WHL, or, um, I just, I just had it. Um, I lost it here for a second. Just give me a second. Um, but, like, his points, but, like, between his two, um, Seasons. Obviously, he played for the Canadian Team Canada on the last like UA eighteen in twenty. He's current. That's where he's currently playing right now since the WHL has finished their season, um, or at least the Pats have at least. He has just between his two seasons with the Pats, one hundred seventy one points. Wow. Like obviously his uh, his. 21-22 season, he had 51 goals, 49 points. I mean, assists, and then 100 points. And in this season, he just finished his... I screwed up the points a little bit, but um, this season, 71 goals, 72 assists, and then 143 points. Dude, the kid is wow. fucking... Like, I've been, I've been, I've been we've said this a couple times, like, the scariest thing is he's only 17! Yeah. He's 17 years old. The thing I like about this kid is he's not afraid to shoot. You know when the entry draft comes around, there everyone is going to be fighting tooth and fucking nail That's for That's pretty him. much at this point, like, the ones that who are guaranteed out of the playoffs, they're like, yeah. like We're, we're going for Bedard. Yeah. Arizona, Columbus, yeah. Montreal, Chicago. Hashtag battle for Bedard. Pretty much that's at this point. Is Hashtag tank for Bedard. Yeah. But something that popped in my mind. I know Regina is in the top of their, their league in the WHL. 
Obviously, Windsor being in the top of the OHL. Regina. Regina, Regina, whatever. Um, but if both Regina and Windsor end up winning their their respective leagues, we could see the battle Bedard and Maggio in the Memorial Cup. Oh. Holy fuck. Imagine if that happens. Maggio and Bedard battling in the Memorial Cup. That would be clashed at the Titans. Okay, that means we're taking the road trip. No <laughs> doubt about it. We are taking that well, road trip. This year? It's not in Saginaw this year. Whenever that happens, we're taking the road trip. It would be this year, Bubba. That's what I'm saying. Okay, then if that happens, we're taking the road trip. Yeah, just let me cancel plans that I would have. <laughs> Take <laughs> off a week of work when well, it happens in a month. <laughs> Save money. I'll buy our passports. <laughs> I have mine already. Yeah, it just amazes me. Like, just at seven, like, he's, like, in between Big David's three years, like, he's all just right there. Well, and towards the end of the season, he was averaging, what, like, two or three points a yeah. game? Bedard's, he has he averaged over a goal per game this year. Wow. Like, almost three points a game he's averaging. Because obviously, is, oh my God. that was the biggest talk this season with, like, they're comparing him to Connor McDavid right now because of how crow he's doing, but as well as, like, what his OHL. Yeah, because I remember when Bedard hit 100 points this season, it was only, like, what? 50 games. They weren't even 50 games in. I was say, they weren't even 50 games into their season and the fucker already had 100 points? Yeah. It's insane, man. I've it's actually, ridiculous. I don't know if you've done any of this, but I've watched highlight reels of his and just watching him, it's, to me, it reminds me of like when I was a kid and watching Pavel Datsuk play when I was a kid, mm-hmm. just watching his fluidity, like it's, his speed and just hit the way he can just bring a puck around a, def- a wave of four defenders, like it's borderline poetic watching yeah. him play hockey. Like it, we've said it time and time again. It makes him look non-human, like he's not from this planet. No, no. he makes it look way too fucking easy. That's like funny. he'll he'll dust four defensemen and the fucking goalie and be just like, yeah. Like, okay, cool. I got a goal. Like, yeah. and it's just like, and we're all just like, like, what would we <laughs> witness? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was because I knew we brought it up last week. We didn't exactly have the numbers. Like, how, it was kind of hard to say. Like, who, how we want it. Like, who's better? Mm-hmm. Like, they're kind of very close. Like, just now, like having more research on their stats in general. They're very close. Like yeah. it's kind of hard to say. Like, like who would you really want? Like who thinks better, McDavid or Bedard? Well, like, it's kind of at that point now. Well, you know where this is going to prove. Once Bedard gets to the NHL, once they he makes do the, a show, when they do the skills competition, we could always see a McDavid versus a McD- uh, Bedard, and that would really, really fine tune. Who's the better Connor? Now McDavid will have a few years under his belt with the NHL. Like we we thought the NHL is exciting now. We thought it was exciting ten years ago when we had Just, Young oh. Crosby, McDavid, Young Crosby, Ovechkin, Malkin, Stamkos, Stamkos, Getzlaf, Kucherov. There's a whole other world. You know, you know, in five years in the future, we're gonna have players like Matthew Maggio. McDavid's yeah. still gonna be decently young. Connor Bedard. Like, See, it, it's one of those things where it's like growing up in the you know, 80s or early 90s, you have all these big names coming out. Now we're in that same realm, but it's the McDavid era 
where you have McDavid, Maggio, Berdard, all of these big names coming out of the minors. Hockey's about to be a totally different oh, sport. Gonna, oh, yeah. We think it's fun to watch now, man. Oh, and I think oh it's, it's going to be amazing. I think what's perfect, especially with some of these incredible players now that are coming out of the juniors, like or it's just incredible for like new fans that are coming. Yeah. Some of these realized. guys that are currently in lead, these younger guys that are having breakout seasons, yeah. like we just mentioned. Matt Boldy, um, Matty Beniers of Seattle is having Robertson. a healthy year. Jason Robertson, Jack Hughes is having his finally having his breakout season. Yeah. Trevor Zegers is getting better and better by the year, by the day. Well, and the cool thing is, think about when we were, you know, 16, 17 going to Otters games. All of these kids now that we, you know, we we're got watching to watch. Are, yes, all of these high schoolers now that are watching like the Erie Otters and the OHL and the ECHL are now seeing these kids develop and blossom into these future NHLers. So yeah, we got to say we saw McDavid play. But and then someone's gonna come out, oh yeah, I got to watch Connor Bedard play for twenty bucks. I got to watch Maggio play for fifteen bucks. You know, the story's just it's a Cinderella tale. The story's just gonna continue to and continue. Yeah. And, so like, and these players, like, they're growing up fast, but they're not. Like, I remember early on season one, this might have been episode, like, 10, 11, like, when we first started this show, um, Trevor Zegers, you know, and then Jamie Drysdale had just gotten, you know, called up to Anaheim. In the same game, both Zegers and Drysdale scored their their, their their first goals of their career in the same game. End up being, like, the side, like, oh, the first time that two players under the age of 20 scored in the same game in, like, quite some time. And now yes. here we are. You know, Zegers has now pulled off, what, seven right Michigans. He did that over the net pass to Milano. He's like, now he's just making it look easy. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy to see, like, how all these, these players that we have seen come up from the minors and just, just begin to just, watch their career entail and just get better and better as it goes. Yeah, we've just watched all of these young kids finally blossom into these NHLers that they actually are. We you saw know, now, that, now that we're to the age that we are. Sorry yeah. to cut you off, but you're good. Um, you know, a lot of the players that are like the veterans. You know, Crosby, Ovechkin, Malkin, Stamkos, Getzlad, you need to say Bobby it. Ryan, who's who just recently is kind of retiring. When we when they were kind of in the peak of their career, when they were starting up their career, we were kind of too young to remember we, that. Yeah, but you know, the, in the 05, 06, 07 era of the the rookie, the younger years of Crosby, Ovechkin, those guys, we were. Seven, eight years old, nine years yeah. old, one of us being the oldest. And then by yeah. the time. But we, now here we are, all being 23 or older. And we get watching. We can remember, yo, I remember Trevor Zegers' first game, or I remember Kareem Kaprizov's yeah, first game. Yeah, I remember, you know, we can tell our kids, oh, yeah, I saw Connor McDavid play for 12 bucks in Erie. Yeah. And so, I think, sorry, go you're on, good. Nathan. So. I'm scrolling through because I know some of us collect hockey cards. I'm scrolling through eBay right now. I found a 2021 Upper Deck Team Canada Junior Connor Bedard uh, auto card. You want to know how much that card is going for on eBay right now? I know you just showed PSA grade 10, mind you. Uh, 220. 350. I'm going to go like 2,500. 32. What? 3,200. Thousand dollars for for a time you would have been a fifteen year old. And you think I'm making this shit up? Holy hell! Wow! Sixty thousand. I think to help that it's signed too, but 
still interview when he told me it was signed. I holy hell. And the fact that Ethan just showed me a signed Connor Bedard jersey that's six like over six hundred. I found more signed Bedard jerseys. I actually found his Team Canada signed jersey, and they want like eighteen hundred dollars for it. That's ridiculous, man. Holy hell. But yeah, kind of saying like how we were, like what Kyle said, like we were just getting into when Stamkos, Crosby, like. They were in their prime, like just early prime, when we got in sport. We're now seeing like some of these juniors, like Bedard, Maggio, like we're seeing. And Amadeus Lombardi. Amadeus Lombardi, Brandon Clark, like we're seeing these guys develop, and they are going to be the the stars of the NHL oh, yeah. here in the next couple, of, like here in the next few years, like once. You know, just players coming straight yeah. out of Erie that I really would love to see get drafted this year. You know, being Kerry Terrance, Spencer, Spencer Sova, yeah. uh, Andre Molnar, just just to name a few coming out of Erie. You know, all these guys coming out of you know Windsor, London. Um, that big yeah. guy coming out of London as um, who, who's who's doing really good with Nashville right now, Luke Ventistella, who's doing pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I say he was from London. Not not a so. whole lot of. Games that he's he's already putting up a good amount of points in his yeah. very young career right now. Well, and I'm even this might sound like a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. So, with all of us being a bunch of hockey nuts, would you much rather move to a city that has minor leagues and you can watch everybody develop, or move to a major city like Toronto or Pittsburgh where you get to watch after they develop? Because you either have that before stage of before they blossom, or you have that after they blossom. There's really no in between. There's really no good time to catch their in between. So would you rather stay in a place like Erie or Oshawa, where you get to watch all these 16, 17-year-old kids play hockey for the love of the sport, or would you rather watch them when they go to the NHL and they're making millions and they're doing their shit? To be clearly honest, I... As much as, like, it's, like, I at least on average get to maybe two to three Penguin games each year, or just in general NHL games. Next week will be my fourth of the year. So this will be my third of the year. Uh, this, um, but as much as, like, it's incredible to watch them, like, in ge- like on the main stage, I think it's better watching them and having a, City, lucky enough, Erie being a junior league um, city, where we could see players that are young and then become superstars and potentially become superstars in the yeah. NHL. That's just me. I think it's just just like what we've always said, which we'll, I think we'll all will brag about it, like how we've seen Connor McDavid, Alex Nabrickit, Dylan Strome come yeah. out of Erie. Obviously, well, there's others, but like. Teams that have come in at Erie, like the London Knights with Mitch Marner um, and stuff like Nick Suzuki with Owen Sound and Guelph, like in his time when he was in the juniors, like we've seen these. Play- I think it's just incredible watch it. That's why I say I think being a junior league, like having. So you would rather live in a place like, let's say, yeah. you move out to Canada. And you go, you're around the Oshawa or the Kingston area, where you can say, "Yeah, I get to watch the watch the Oshawa Generals," and I have I'm a season ticket holder to them because so and so is going to be an NHL or something. Yeah, because like, like speaking of Kingston, like people who like are fans that are Kingston fans, like they could say they've watched 
most of Shane Rice's career in the with the Kingston Frontenacs. Obviously, he's with Windsor right now, but like he spent most of his time with Kingston before he got drafted. Either way, or you could say like, Windsor with Matthew Maggio. Like, so I think that's why being a, in a junior league city, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely would agree there. I'd much rather live in a, a minor or a junior league city than mm-hmm. like in a big NHL city. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'd love to live in a city like Pittsburgh or Detroit or you know, just no, a, a big I city wouldn't. a big city name. With the hat. you can go to Penguins games or even yeah. a city like Buffalo and have an NHL t- team ten minutes away from you. Yeah. It'd be nice to live in a city like that, but yeah. I, I do love living in a junior a junior city. Especially Erie. People shoot on Erie all the time. You know, fuck you, Tom Segura. You know what I'm talking about. But people... Try being me. funny. <laughs> I didn't say it, but... What's it, Tom, dude, what is Tom Segura going to do to me? He's going to fuck He's never going to come back to you because we're a bunch of gonna, lifeless losers. No, is he going to sick shirtless Burt Kreischer on me? Is he going to sick the machine on me? He's mad because he tried to have a show here and nobody fucking bought tickets because he's not funny. But anyway, like I said, people like to shoot on Erie, but like... It's not that bad here. It's really no, no, it's not. You got you got a lot of good sports teams here. You got when you, we have a top ten sunset in the world or in the, in the United States. Like yeah, it's a be- It really is a beautiful city. You know, yeah. like mo- some parts of it. Don't get me wrong, but some parts of any major city is not going to yeah. be the prettiest. But it's it's a very beautiful city Hashtag here. Les. <laughs> but it's it's nice. I, I'd much rather. I like living in a junior city. Yeah, to yeah. Have that opportunity to see. You know, it, is, it cannot even be just for your team specifically, too. It could be like we've gotten to see Matthew Maggio come and play in Erie. We've Shane gotten to Wright, see Shane Wright come and play in Erie. Nick Suzuki when he was with Guelph and um, Owen Sound. So like, yeah. Even I'm it's, sure there's a lot of people that really pay attention that got to see a lot of like. Even the up and coming guys like Jeff Zook or Jeff Zucker, Jeff Carter who played for London, you know, a lot of oh, these I other guys. Oh, I Jeff yeah. Carter played for from London. London. I'm pretty sure he played for him too. Yeah, he... yeah a, a lot of these guys that have grown up, even you know, Jordan and Eric Stahl probably at one point played in Erie because they played for Peterborough in the early 2000s. John Tavares. John Tavares. Played uh, for... Jordan Stahl played for Thunder Bay in the. He played for Peterborough and they were each other. Oh, Both him he? and Eric played at the right around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Steven Stamp. Eric was one. Eric was class of '03, and Jordan was class of '05. Okay, I yeah. say because I know Jordan was drafted to the OHL or the NHL from uh, the Thunder Bay Kings. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, which I want to say is ECH. He wouldn't have been drafted from there. He would have been drafted yeah. from the from the OHL. Or. Because EHL was killing Hold on! Hold on! But, yeah, to, to, to keep the story short, I, I love living in a junior city. I do, yeah. too. Again, not even only for your team, visiting teams, you get to see see greatness unfold. Yeah. 17-18-year-old kids that make you feel like shit for not accomplishing anything. And You could say, <laughs> hey, I've watched these guys develop in the junior leagues. Yeah. And now look at them now in the NHL. Like, That's not a pretty face. <laughs> they're part of the, G, the GTHL? The Greater Toronto Hockey League? Never heard. Thunder Bay? Yeah. Because I know Thunder Bay is like an, an, an outskirt of Toronto. Yeah. They're, oh, they're a fucking U18 team. Yeah. So. But, yeah. It's, it's definitely fun. I love Erie. I love living I in a junior city. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, as much as it, it'd be fun well, to live in a big city thing, like that. Another thing why I like living in Erie, especially as a, well, mainly as a hockey city, 
is because our arena is a little bit smaller. I mean, don't get me wrong, we still have a very good size arena. Oh, yeah. But it's a little bit smaller, making the games a little bit more, like the fan team connection a little bit more... You, know, you can intimate. you can be up in the the upper the upper bowl quote unquote the two hundred section and still still hear everything that's going down on the ice. Even the players, you can shout and the players can hear anything you're saying. Like, up even in your, the, up in your seats. Like but don't get me wrong. There's nothing more exhilarating than going to say the Paint Can or Key Bank Center or going to a large NHL arena and having twelve thirteen thousand people in there just going absolutely batshit crazy yeah. when even, even otters players say to themselves a packed a sold out eia is one of the loudest experiences you're gonna even see. if it's not sold out or not they're like even even experienced eia goers yep will tell you that it is the loudest experience you will ever hear they i say they consider... we've been voted loudest fans in the ohl multiple times like, mm-hmm. we're we one of the loudest barns in the entire league so it's like that tells you like how passion like how loud how dedicated eerie fans are whether even though we know our team is not that great like and that's just not just us like other arenas and junior leagues are the same way as well like like they have the same patch just as much as we do for and, and a, lo- a lot of players say they love playing in the kitchen, kitchen arena the, a lot of them love playing at Bud- Budweiser Gardens in London um, you know, you know, London fans that draw nine thousand a night, but Erie fans can draw thirty five hundred. You're gonna have the same amount of noise coming from that place, mm-hmm. it's, and it's most insane. definitely. Yeah. But yeah, final answer, I'd say I like living in a junior league. Like yeah, city. I like prefer it. All right, going over the score predictions from this past week. On Monday, we had chosen the Colorado Avalanche and the Anaheim Ducks. All of us pretty much predicted a blowout of some sort. By Colorado, and we were right. Colorado ended up winning that game five to one. So Jeffy got it exactly oh. right, getting three points. Uh, everybody else is getting two points for getting, or no, one point for getting the winner. Winner, yeah. It's okay. We got all night. Out of boy, Jeffy. Nice, nice pickup, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday we had another. Not another, but Minnesota and Colorado. Another Colorado game is what I want to say. Uh, Minnesota ended up winning that one four to two. Uh, three of us had the goal differential and the winner correct. That being myself, Ethan, and Bobo, each getting two points. Jeffy getting one for getting the correct winner in Minnesota. On Thursday, we had a hell of a game, being the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. You might the score might not say so, but it was a hell of a game. I watched a little bit of this one. Uh, New Jersey winning two to one over the Rangers. Two getting points are myself and Jeff, who both said four to three, so we got the goal differential correct as well. And on Friday, the battle I was gonna say Battle of Alberta, but that just sounds stupid. Never mind. Calgary and Vancouver. Calgary winning five to four in overtime. Jeffy said five to four Vancouver in overtime. Oh. <laughs> um, but Ethan and Kyle both said Calgary. Ethan said you got the goal differential and overtime and the winner correctly. So is that three? That'd be three. Even though you didn't get the exact score, you got the differential, overtime, and the winner. So Fuck you yeah. Get three for that. Would I, 
least get some sense of actually got the... He got the exact score in overtime, just not the winner. Yeah. So we'll that's at least worth a point. We'll give him a point. A point. Yeah, we'll yeah. give him a point. Kyle got one for the winner. Bobo does not. Shocker. Bobo also got the exact score, but he didn't get the team or overtime. I at least still give, give him one point Give him well. a half a point. Half a point? <laughs> no. Right. Yeah, after this week, scores are looking at Kyle at 62, Jeffy at 60, Ethan at 58, Bobo also at 58. <laughs> so it is coming down to the wire here in the last, what, two weeks of the regular season yeah. here? Worst yeah. case, we split the hot chip. We'll split it with It's you. only got, what, two weeks of predictions left then? Yeah. Yep. Worst case, yeah, it's getting, the hot chip. It's getting close, man. I, ha- I'll buy I grant you. I grant you. Bobo is going to pull... I'm, I'm, mark my fucking words. I want this on the recording. Bobo is going to pull away next week, and I'm never going to be able to recover from it. Bobo's going to go off for like a fucking 13-point I say, he's going to pull like an 11-point week You out. mean like the one week I did to catch up to you guys? I got like eight points in one week? Yeah. I had a good week this yeah. week. We're going to choose our new games, and be right back with you. All right. Before we give you our new games, they did officially have officially announced the first set playoff matchup. It is going to be the rematch of last year's first round, Tampa Bay taking on Toronto. Otherwise known as going to be... I want to know what Steve Dangle is feeling like right now. He's yeah. probably getting PTSD like a motherfucker well, right now. Well, here, here's my question for you guys. Do you potentially see Toronto making a rebound after that? I know we no. all I know we all make fun of Toronto. I told you, i will say it once, I'll say it again. I'm going to say Toronto each and every year until they finally fucking get past the first round. Well, then you're going to be saying it till about season 35 of this show. <laughs> here's the only reason I'm. Here's the only reason I'm saying this. It's one of those things where Toronto they have a little fire under the, they have a little bit of fire under them, especially after they lose a close game or a close series like it was last year. So Toronto might have. Toronto might be starting to build that fire to play Tampa that first round of the playoffs. And Ethan's going to tell me I'm wrong every as fucking lo- time. As long as they have Ron Jeremy from Wish as their captain, then... Well, he's not their captain. As long as they have Ron <laughs> Jeremy from Wish on their team, they are going to be consistently a first-round exit. <laughs> I'm only saying it because Tampa Bay has got to fall at some point. Yes. I don't see that being anytime soon. Uh, they st- Given the fact that they still have Kucherov, they still have Stamkos, they still have Sorelli, they still have Cernak. Eric they pretty Cernak. much have their whole dynasty. Of course, years. you guys named the former Otters before you named people like Vasilevsky or Hedman. <laughs> well, I mean, they well, I mean, those two were kind of given. Yeah, but Pre- like, it's pretty much their whole dynasty the last three seasons. The only way that Tampa Bay will be able to fall is if any of those players go. Yeah. yeah. That is the only way Tampa will fall. I said it last year and I said it this year. I'm going to say Toronto every single time until they finally do it. So we're going to be right eventually. It's just a matter of when. This is just, (laughs) right now, this is going to be You're going to be waiting a while. (laughs) Right now, this is a preview of the the NHL bracket challenge here when we do it in a couple weeks when every other team's and the other brackets are set. I'm actually going to agree with Kyle this time around. As much as I want Tampa to continue their continue going, con- just conquering the, the playoffs. Toronto this year, I think, are really going to do it. But, but hear me. Out. They are. I mean, yes, Tampa the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> 
Angels they might happen. go to the second round and get swept in the second round, but damn it, they are going to get out of the first round this year. Never not. Toronto. You're full of shit. <laughs> At this point, I mean, Tampa, yes, they choked it last year against Tampa. They have no excuse this year to beat Tampa. That's what I'm... Thank you, Jeff. As much as I want Tampa to win this, yes, and I want to keep making fun of Toronto, they have no excuse this year. They do not have no excuse. They yeah, but you know what also Toronto has, or not Toronto, what Tampa has over Toronto? They have Stanley Cup experience. Exactly. They have second-round experience. They have True. been able to just walk through the fucking first is round. It, is it going to be a tough battle? Yes. I still think it's going to go... Like I said, this is it's a not going past five games. No, I'm, I, I'm, I think it's going to go seven. It, it is, it's not going You're past You're that five. confident that Toronto's done again. Yes. I fuck Toronto. You know what? I'm going to back Jeffy. Toronto and seven. I'm going to... You guys are Jeff. retarded. I'm telling <laughs> I, you. Look who you're talking to, for I, God's sake. Now, give me one. That about Do you. I really want Tampa to win this? Yes. But looking at... Even though they don't have... A, I, ooh, I'm, I'm about to get pissed. So, <laughs> I think we're going to have this discussion so, here in a couple it weeks. Is a, it's not about they don't have an excuse. I know you guys have been saying that all fucking season. They don't have an excuse to get out, get out of the fucking first round. It first off, I don't sound like that. Yes, Second. you do. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, it doesn't fucking matter if they have an excuse or not. It's they are going against a team that has significantly more playoff experience than they do. So if they're playing anybody else other than Tampa, would you say Toronto? No, I wouldn't. So you're just saying because you, you're being biased because you hate Toronto? No, I'm not. I'm saying it's because they don't have adequate playoff experience because they are a consistent first round bust. Okay, but here's here's my only issue. Yes, Toronto. You want to chill the fuck out for two seconds? Yes. <laughs> no. We, we all know this, especially as hockey lovers. Toronto is a consistent first-round bust. They're a consistent fucking playoff joke. Okay, but at the same time, one of these years, they will light a They're fire under their ass. Now, they lost to Tampa last year in, what, five games? Maybe six seven. Ga- and seven games? Now. Past four years, it's been seven games. It's one of those things. They might be starting to finally gather that kindling. To light that fucking fire under their asses. Uh, I'm telling you, you it's not going to happen. And then you can get to that point where they say, holy shit, we've been losing to seven games X amount in a row at home or away. I might be the laughing stock last year. I might be the laughing stock again this year. I might be the laughing stock again the next three years. years, I will finally be right. And I can tell you what I've told you. If they they prove me wrong this year, fucking color me impressed. I... I'll color your purple. How's that? No, I'll color... No, I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> um, if, they, if they prove me wrong, color me fucking impressed. I will have newfound respect for Toronto. But as of them right now, going off of statistics, not going off of bias, not going off of this, that, X, Y, Z, bullshit. It is going off of statistics. They are playing a team that has not only won back-to-back Stanley Cups within the last three years, but have consistently more playoff experience than they do. Because, again, Toronto is a first-round bust. They have been a first-round bust every fucking year they've been in the playoffs. What, What about this year is different? 
please humor me, enlighten me, tell me what about this fucking year is different. I mean, the only reason I'm saying is, like I said, I might be. I was wrong last year. I might be wrong again this year. I might be wrong in the next three years. I am right. I can say I told you so. Well, at this, um, at this point, this sorry, Bobo. I just want to get my, like last year. Look, yes, I think Tampa easily. I would have said Tampa this year. Looking at it, Toronto's looking at revenge against Tampa next for since they got knocked out. But they are going to not get it. But I think it's, it this comes is the down year. to finishing the job. And I do personally think that this can finally be the year so that Robert pulls it off. So here's what we're saying. It's another game se- it's another seven game series. Yes. I think no. so. I think so. Six, maybe seven, yeah. I'm gonna go s- it's not go- I'm telling you it's not gonna go past five. The minimum six, I personally think, but seven. I yes. think I'm with Jeff, yeah, I think seven. Now, the only big issue is being the rec- you know, they do have to fix things after be- you know, bouncing I'm really off glad Ethan. Colin's not here. We definitely have to be covering up this mic of how loud this place would be. Bouncing right off now. of Ethan, yes. They've been a first-round bus for the last, what, eight years? More. Ten, twelve six. years? I think this, this year will be I six. I think 2004. So, anyways. It hasn't been every year, but. Anyways. It's one of those things, you know, what, off of what Ethan's saying. Yes, they've been a first-round bus for I can't tell you how long. Some number I can't fucking count. This will be a six consecutive year. No, I can count to five. <laughs> One. That explains why you don't make a whole lot of fucking sense. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we're gonna stop it there. We're gonna save this argument for the bracket for the bracket when that happens in two weeks and make Ethan more red in the face than he already is right now. <laughs> <laughs> but Monday's game, I had chosen the Vegas Gold Knights taking on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are 46-22-7, Minnesota being 44-22-9. I think we're looking at two playoff teams here. We could be t- potentially looking at... Well, they fish, a, Vegas officially clinched Vegas officially clinched, yeah. so we'll f- officially get to see a playoff Jack Eichel. But, Making his debut yeah, finally. Talk about playoffs here in a couple weeks. But Vegas and Minnesota, give me... You know, they, were, they worked in my favor last week. I'm going to take Minnesota again. Give me this one being, give me being a lower scoring. Give me like a three to one game here. Okay, Jeffy. I'm also gonna say Minnesota another low scoring game, um, three to two Minnesota. Ethan. I am going to actually say Vegas, and I'm gonna keep it low scoring. Um, I think it'll be two nothing. Wow! Okay. And Bobo, you splitting the seas? Or are you uh, <sighs> making me put the odd man out? Normally, when I split, I win. Because that's how it's been the last few weeks. I split the I split the Red Sea, and somehow I come on on top. So I'm gonna agree with Ethan. Then you go Vegas. But I'm gonna go a little more of a of a boy. I'm gonna go five two. Okay. That's Bobos. Against okay. myself. So, for Tuesday, I have the Edmonton Oilers at LA. Edmonton, 44-23-9. LA, 43-22-10. They are literally neck and neck. Yeah. 
Mm. Give me Edmonton. 4-3 OT. Because okay. that's going to be a fun game to watch. It will be, yeah. This was the one game we were talking about off mm. air. I think this should have been the second round matchup of last year. Yes. Yeah. Well, if y'all want to come over Tuesday night, well, let me know. I'm off. Yeah, I'd definitely think about it for sure. Okay. Yep. Ethan, what do you, who do you got in this game? Who is it? Edmonton and L.A. Here. It's going to be a fucking tight one. Literally neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Literally. I, I'm going to say it now. I have McJesus scoring the OT winner. Mm. I'm thinking, give me L.A. Uh, 4-3 overtime. With Adrian Kempe. Ooh. Scoring mm-hmm. the game winner. Okay. I'm going to say L.A. Um, two to say one. So now, if anyone you end up being right about that, that'll be five points. I'll just say that right off the okay, bat. Okay, sure. I just threw it out there because, you know, shits and giggles. Okay, sorry, Jack. I'm going to say Edmonton three to two overtime. All right, Kyle, you split the Red Sea, or are you joining the dark side? I'm going to split the Red Sea and go with L.A. Ooh. Um, I don't want them to let my bias show there. And I do think this one's going to be a little bit further out there. Um, I'm going to say 5-3 to three L.A. Okay. Regulated? <laughs> See? No, shoot it. Uh, I, I can I agree. I shows L.A. Well, I can agree with that because I feel like... I feel like people are not going to know my sarcasm there that I was joking there. <laughs> no, eh, it's hard to tell. They won by Jeffy, one field Wednesday goal. Game. Wednesday, April 5th, Tampa Bay visiting MSG. Um, so Eastern the Rangers, Conference final rematch. That's going to be a fun one. Um, this one's, I think, going to be another very close one. Um, give me the Rangers. Um, 4-3 overtime. Ooh. It's going to be tough, Ethan. especially in the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to take the Rangers. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring. Uh, but give me the Rangers 5-4 regulation. Okay. This is another one of those neck and neck like Edmonton and LA. They're they're very similar. Oh, oh fuck me. No. I know. Beautiful new natural seat. <laughs> Give me Tampa Bay six. Five overtime. A very high score. It's gonna, it's gonna be the buzzer goes off every fifteen minutes. <laughs> that's not that often. <laughs> um, if that's happening, then it's definitely not gonna be a six to five game. Right <laughs> every eight minutes. <laughs> that's how's a little the, better. How's that? Um, Come on, join me. The M- the crowd man is. It's so hard to compete with. It is so hard to to, to compete is, with that crowd. But Tampa but has that capability. If it was anybody but Tampa Bay, I would probably go with the Blue Coats. But I'm, I'm going to split with Bobo on this one as well. Uh, 
But I don't think this one... This is a goaltending feud right here. Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. Vazzy versus Shesterkin, debatably top three, both top three goaltenders in the league. 100%. Give me three to one Tampa. I'm actually going to switch my... I'm going to keep it low scoring, but I'm going to switch my score. It's going to be two to one over time. The only reason I said my score, because I believe both teams have clinched. Yes. So th- what are they going to do with their goaltenders? Yeah, I mean, not, not quite yet. It'll be like the last two or three games okay. when they finally. I thought maybe they were going to rest. I thought maybe they were going to rest their goaltenders. No, now this game. Ready. I'm telling you, this game is. I have to agree with Kyle. Because it's going to be. This, it's gonna, one, this one's going to affect seating, so they're well, probably going to be. How about this? Instead of you guys coming over Tuesday night, we'll come over Wednesday because it's on TNT. Y'all can come over Wednesday night. I don't down. work till I one work. on. Thir- I don't work till one on Thursday. Thursday's game. Yes. So Thursday's game, I have. The first round exits themselves going to the Boston Bruins. The Maple Jokes, I mean the Maple Leafs, are 45, 20, and 10. Where Boston, as of tonight, is 59, 12, and 5. 59 wins now? Wow. As of tonight. Oh my god. Um. You gotta go Beantown on this yeah. one. If you choose other than them, you're you're dumb. Well, uh, I've been dumb before, and yet I've come out right. Yeah, by the grace of whatever God you believe in. <laughs> um, That's a great question. That was. Just, just I, I love making your head hurt. Oh, <laughs> you are a fucking professional at it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason I love you, Ethan. <laughs> it's to make your head hurt. I, I feel so fucking loved. <laughs> blessed, even. <laughs> Give me a fucking... Uh, God, I can't even... Th- I had a fucking score and I lost it. Thanks, Bobo. You're welcome. <laughs> Give me my standard 4-3 overtime. No, not overtime. Fucking regulation. God damn it. <laughs> Bobo. I love you, Ethan. God, I'm gonna have a fucking stroke because of you one of these today. It doesn't take much to piss Ethan off, though, that's the thing. No. Not as bad as Colin, but I think. Well, he has a little more tolerance. Anyways. Because I've dealt with some stupid motherfuckers <laughs> over the last six years. Um, give me Beantown 5 3. Jiffy. I'm also gonna stick with Boston. Um, 5 2. <laughs> He's so intently staring at you. Ethan's currently leaning over the laptop staring at Kyle you to know, make sure he makes the right decision. I was going to agree with everybody, but with the absolute death stare that Ethan is giving me right now, and with the four-point buffer that I have in the in the, the thing at the score prediction score right now, Listen, listen. Boston has been on a downward spiral in this past couple weeks. They, the record, as ever since they won their fiftieth game, is only like nine, four, and two, or something like that. <laughs> Still giving the death stare. This dude has perfected the thousand yard stare. Of course he is. Um, you know what? If I get it wrong, it's gonna help you anyway. Fuck it. I'm going Toronto. Give me. This is going to be my overtime. This is going to be a 4-3 Toronto victory in overtime. Absolutely silence that TD guarding crowd. As much as I would love to see it. I'm, I'm going to bring it luck and try to speak it into existence. See, I almost said Toronto, but you Ethan, definitely. 
You well, definitely have a Austin Matthews poster with the mouth hole cut out, don't you? No, it's a Mitch Marner poster. Get it right. See, I almost said Toronto that Ethan looked at me like right in my eyes. I'm like, damn, those no, are I, really No, I don't really, I don't like Austin Matthews anymore. I don't hate him, hate him as much as you do, but I don't love him as much as other people do. I'm more of a Mitch Marner fan. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. I can respect Mitch Marner. I can. That's, that's why he's the one I decided to get on my London jersey. Just so. fuck Austin Matthews. <laughs> is, that, is that why he's the one you have the whole chaotic through all too? That's besides the point. That's, <laughs> why do you think I punched a hole in my wall to begin with? Whoa! <laughs> Anyways. The I'm only walls Kyle hits are dry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Kyle. Anyway, that about wraps up this week's episode of the Bug Poster Fucking Podcast. Send it off. Monster and then estrogen. <laughs> Thank you again to Falling Whale Games. Good transition there. Yeah. Uh, Feeling Thank wheel you again. is Falling Whale. What did I say? You said Feeling Wheel. Did I? Yeah. You did okay. say Feeling Wheel. So Falling, Falling Whale, Whale Games. Games, Spencer from Falling Whale Games. Thank you again, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, thanks again, it. buddy. We, uh, we definitely had a lot of fun it. playing, had a lot of fun recording the video, had a lot of fun talking about it in the beginning of this one, so we appreciate it. We appreciate all the support you guys have given us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and here, right here on Spotify. Yep. I think I got them all there. And Make sure you rate us five stars on Spotify. Really, Please. really helps us out. Helps us out a lot more than you guys might think. Continues to give us the confidence to keep coming here every single week, grinding these out each and every single week. Makes us want to make more YouTube videos for you guys. Uh, not each and every week, but we try to post as much as we can. So get in the Instagram picture as we're doing the outro. Appreciate you guys, and we will see you guys next week.